beautiful souls and welcome to episode 8 of the Perspective Matters podcast. Is there such a thing as free time? Do you have free time? What do you do with it? There's a saying that goes, what you do after 5 p.m. will determine the kind of future you will have. Is your day starting after 5 p.m. or is it winding down? Here is this week's proverb. Igle Jackass go upon. Igle jackass go upon. And the translation is Stray jackass or donkey is taken to the animal pound. A stray jackass or donkey is taken to the animal pound. And the explanation is Those without a purpose or something to do will have no problem finding activities to get them in trouble. Those without a purpose or something to do will have no problem finding activities to get them in trouble. At the heart of this message is a sentiment. If you are unproductive, you can easily get into mischief. After all, the devil finds work for idle hands. I want to share my perspective on why it is important that you are intentional with how you spend your time especially after 5 p.m. and why that matters. My focus is on being intentional and creating fulfillment, not on avoiding mischief, as that is a result, not a goal. The time after 5 p.m. till you return to work is yours to do whatever you want. You may have noticed I chose to highlight work as not an entrepreneurial endeavor as there is some flexibility in how you spend the time and the rigidity and routine of showing up somewhere is not as pronounced as someone with a nine-to-five job. I use the example of the nine-to-five as more of us can relate to this experience And I'm sharing this from my perspective. The time after work hours is yours. You can be as productive or as unproductive as you choose. The bottom line is, the choice is yours. The time is yours to do what you will. Now I humbly suggest an overarching idea of how you can spend your time And I'm going to follow up with five examples of ways you can spend your time doing an activity that fosters fulfillment. But before I share this overarching idea, let's take a step back and go within. Before you even decide on a what, meaning what are you going to do, and a how, meaning how are you going to do it, you have to ask why meaning the reason for doing it. So the first question to ask is why? 
Why do I want to engage in this activity after work? What is my why? What is in it for me? Finding the answer to your why question is what will sustain you, especially during the times when you shift from why am I doing this to (laughs) why did I do this? Finding your why is important for many reasons, but I'm only going to talk about four. Number one, it makes and keeps you passionate. Number two, it gives you clarity. Number three, it helps you create fulfillment. Number four, it helps you find your flow and rhythm. Now let's take a look at number one. Your why keeps you passionate. Knowing your why And creating what I call a why statement, if only in your mind, can be the driving force that will sustain you and help you achieve your goal or your what. This is where your motivation lives. And this is what you will tap into when you feel like tapping out. Number two, your why gives you clarity. This clarity is what gives you your laser-like focus. You will not veer to the left or to the right or be distracted. You are absolutely clear about what you want, why you want it. You may even know how you're going to go about it. And if you don't, that's okay. Remember, we're just talking about the why. When opportunities present themselves, It is your clarity that helps you determine what is good and what is great. You cultivate a discerning spirit. You learn to trust yourself and what you believe in. And you therefore are unafraid to say no to some opportunities because they don't align to your why. Number three, your why helps you create fulfillment. Fulfillment is a feeling of satisfaction, of happiness, of contentment. This fulfillment comes from knowing that you are achieving something or have achieved something. Aligning to your why and doing the actions that reflect this alignment is what helps you create that fulfillment. How do you align to your why? You align to your why by thinking thoughts that are in sync. You believe and you feel. You are staying true to who you are and therefore you don't waste time. Every action you take is purposeful. Number four, your why helps you find your flow and rhythm. You find your flow, your rhythm, your groove, when you are non-resistant, when you trust the process, when you trust that all is working out for you, when you believe in your why, 
your actions become inspired. Everything you do becomes intentional. You are a deliberate creator. The overarching idea I want to share with you on how you can spend your time after work hours is personal development, or PD for short. Everything I'm going to suggest ladders back to personal development because at the end of the day, the things I suggest to you will help you grow. You are the beneficiary of these ideas once you implement them. Now, what is personal development? Personal development is any activity that improves self-awareness, your identity, your potential, your employability, your skills, and talents. Personal development is a lifelong process. So after you've found your why, focus on investing in yourself. American business magnate, investor, speaker and philanthropist, Warren Buffett said, the best investment you can make is one that you can't beat, can't be taxed, and not even inflation can take away from you. Ultimately, there's one investment that supersedes all others. Invest in yourself. Nobody can take away what you've got in yourself. And everybody has potential they haven't used yet. Investing in yourself means you have to spend something now to see a return in the future. Notice I use the word something and not money. Because money isn't the only thing that you're going to allocate. You will allocate time and effort. The return you'll see in the future is both tangible and intangible. Tangible benefits could include certification. So let's look at this example. Let's say you've always liked the idea of playing the piano. You've always wanted to learn. So you enroll in a music school and you get the level one piano certificate. This idea moved from desire to action, to certification. You have something you can hold in your hand as proof that you invested in yourself and learned a skill because playing the piano is a skill. Intangible benefits of investing in yourself include an increase in self-confidence, an increase in self-esteem, an increase in self-belief, increase in knowledge on a particular topic, positive attitude, improvement in your relationship with yourself and others. You possess a high adaptability to change. You become a better decision maker. You feel good. 
you inspire others, you become more self-aware, you learn to manage and overcome fear. Now, I want to share five ideas that I hope will get you to start thinking about your life after work hours. My list is in no particular order. Now, of course, with everything I share, I encourage you to take what you need and leave the rest. The first personal development activity you can embark on is to read more. Former President of the United States, Barack Obama, said, and I'm going to quote, Reading is important. If you know how to read, then the whole world opens up to you. End of quote. Now, even though I just said my list is in no particular order, I think for number one, there's kind of an exception here because I love to read. And so subconsciously, (laughs) this recommendation is my first. My love for reading and for books was inherited. You see, I have the good fortune of being born to a teacher of English who is also an avid reader. Hi, mommy. (laughs) When other little girls would get dolls and tea sets and easy bake ovens, my sister and I would get books. And of course, there was a little disappointment, but we quickly overcame that disappointment because of the example mommy set. She loved to read and children do what they see their parents doing. I still remember our weekly trip to the local bookstore. Mommy allowed us to choose our three books, which we would have to complete by the following weekend. This practice started from elementary school and continued through to high school. The only difference was we would have to buy our own books. And I can still see them now. Enid Blyton, Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew, Secret Seven, Sweet Valley High, and University. Can anybody else relate? And as I got older, I graduated to Mills and Boone's. Harley Quinn romance. Now the point is, I love to read and I love books. And there's nothing to me like holding a book and turning the pages and being transported to a different world, a different time, a different space. In one book, you are the daughter of a Russian czar fleeing for your life. And in the next, you're a daredevil oceanographer. So for me, the transition from fiction to non-fiction was effortless. Now, I could go on and on and on about books, but I'm not going to. What I will say is this. Reading has so many benefits, and after a long day of staring at a screen, be it in a small office, a cubicle, or a large open concept office, reading is good for you. Reading offers the mind freedom, And according to former slave, abolitionist, writer, orator, and statesman, Frederick Douglass, who said, Once you learn to read, 
you'll be free forever. Coming from a former slave, this quote is everything. Because you literally put your life in jeopardy if you show that desire to read, learn to read, or were caught reading. Something a lot of us take for granted, especially today. It's something I see online almost every day. Now you write a post and you put all the information in the caption. And what happens? The first comment under that post is a question asking about information that is just a few lines above. You can tell that's one of my pet peeves, right? Imagine people died because they learned to read. And this is not to say that they were illiterate because we all know the origins of slavery. But they desired to read in a new language and that meant risk of death. Just let that sink in. Reading is mentally stimulating. And if your day is filled with mindless, monotonous work, your brain will thank you. Reducing stress is another benefit of reading. There is nothing like getting lost in a book with a good glass of wine, or tea, or a beverage of your choice. Reading increases your knowledge, especially on a given topic. So all my talk about intentional speech and positive thinking, I credit all of that to reading books. Reading improves your writing skills because you're exposed to different writing styles, such as the descriptive, persuasive, expository, and narrative. And if you're inclined to reading fiction, you're further exposed to the linear narrative or the stream of consciousness style. Yeah, I'm showing off here a bit. <laughs> your focus and your concentration increase. And that makes sense, right? Because if you intend to finish the paragraph, the page, the chapter, or the book, you can't be doing anything else. You have to be engaged. You have to be in that moment. Another benefit is your memory improves. And you can see that happening because you remember names of characters, you remember the description of the setting, the time period, the plot. Your vocabulary increases. This is one of my favorite benefits. You have so many ways to express a thought. And all these benefits I just mentioned are transferable to other areas of your life. So you can apply these benefits to work, to your relationships, to your personal life. So after 5 p.m., when you feel utterly exhausted and it was muscle memory that got you home, I encourage you to spend some time reading. Start with 15 minutes and then maybe increase to half an hour and then to an hour and then read until the book falls in your face. <laughs> I'm just joking, just joking. I didn't talk about audiobooks because while that might be a great way to consume books, I prefer the old school way. I genuinely 
like to hold the book in my hand and turn the pages. But if you, on the other hand, find it a little bit difficult, then try the audiobook. Go for it. The point is to read. However you get it done, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Just do it. Just read. Idea number two, take up a hobby or brush off a buried one. What do you enjoy doing? And what would you do if you were given more time? Is it writing poetry? Is it playing a sport? Is it painting, sketching, baking? Is it doing a crossword puzzle? Is it gaming? Is it cycling? Whatever it is, when you get home, do it. Now I can hear the bots. And the excuses and all the valid reasons why this can't work. I'm tired. I have kids. I'm tired. I'm a single parent. I'm tired. I have two jobs. I'm tired. <laughs> I want to go to bed. I'll miss my favorite TV show. I'm tired. I get it. Life happens. But here's the thing though. Life is always going to happen. You're going to be tired. You're going to want to curl up in that bed. Your kids are going to want that attention. Your partner is going to want that attention and probably want you to take over the duties, whatever those are in your household. And I could go on. I get it. Life is going to happen. So why not do something since life is going to happen anyways? Why not make yourself a priority? and say yes. Everybody needs something from me. I also need something from me. I need to put myself first. I need something that will make the eight hours of work not feel so bad when I get home. I need to do something so that I can go to bed feeling satisfied and eager to wake up and start the next day because that is what it boils down to. When you strip away everything I've said, at the core of this question is what is your reason for getting out of bed? Can you find an activity after work hours that gives you the fulfillment and the satisfaction that you want, that is so powerful, you're eager to start the next day and face the world? And just in case you're wondering, no, I don't hate my career. I actually enjoy what I do. And you can absolutely love what you do as well. But you can still find something fulfilling outside of the work hours. Or you can absolutely hate what you do. And you're desperate to find something that fulfills you because your job or your career just isn't doing it for you. Here's the thing. We're evolving beings. We're not one dimensional. So we can have multiple interests and find fulfillment from different sources. Or even one source. Either way, that's okay. If a hobby can do that for you, why not make the time instead of excuses? 
If painting after work brings you joy and helps reduce stress, why not do it? If a hobby brings new experiences to your life and allows you to take a break, I am totally here for it. And I say do it. Don't be a slave to a routine and to expectations, especially if those expectations don't come from you. So pay that little girl or that little boy a visit. I'm talking about your inner child. Remind yourself of what gave you pure joy before there were bills and career and more bills and life happened. Get back to that. Get back to you. Idea number three, join a club or a group. I know of meetup.com where you can find persons in an established group or you can create your own group and find persons with similar interests. Or you can join an organization like Toastmasters and Toastmasters, for those of us who don't know, is an educational organization that operates clubs worldwide for the purpose of promoting public speaking and communication skills. So if you're terrified of public speaking, or you're not particularly good at it, or even if you are good at it but want to get better, then consider joining this organization. Joining a club, a group, or an organization after work hours is so beneficial to you. You meet new people, and this provides you with great and ever delivering opportunity to develop your interpersonal skills. And one other skill that not many of us even know or talk about, and that's your EQ or your emotional quotient or your EI, your emotional intelligence. And for those of us who are unfamiliar with what your emotional intelligence is, Your emotional intelligence is the ability to recognize your own emotions and discern between different feelings, label them appropriately, and also be able to recognize the emotions of others. So in essence, it's your ability to understand yourself and other people, their feelings and their emotions and how to work with them. So when you join a group, You get the chance to refine your EQ. You also build your confidence. Now, how many of us walk into a room and you don't know anyone in this room, but you can walk up to a perfect stranger and strike up a conversation? How many of us can do that and do it effortlessly? Do it unaided by a wingman or a wingwoman or after consuming some spirits. How many of us can really do that though? When you join a group, you give yourself that opportunity and each time you do the thing that terrifies you or that makes you feel uncomfortable, you improve, you feel more confident and that confidence is going to spread in other areas of your life. Joining a group 
is also a great way to expand your social network. And you've heard the saying, right? Your network is your net worth. I'll say that again. Your network is your net worth. So what is your net worth? It may be time to emerge from your cocoon and become that social butterfly. Fourth idea is rest, reconnect, and reset. And this is pretty straightforward. After a long day, you will need to take a break and get some rest. And this actually means going to bed and sleeping. Not staying up late and binge watching something or anything. Getting the rest you need is a body's way of healing and repairing itself especially after a full day of activity. Rest can also mean more than sleeping. Rest in this case also means doing something relaxing, something that allows your mind and your body especially to slow down. A period of inactivity, so meditation or lounging or probably a nap are great ways to rest. Reconnect. This is checking in with yourself. This is when you take the time to ask yourself, how am I doing? How am I feeling today? How am I feeling about myself? Or you can check in with your loved ones as well. Reconnecting in this case means going within. So take that five or 10 minutes when you get home and just be quiet. If you can, if you can, just be quiet, just be. And here is why. For the last 8 to 10 hours, you've been constantly engaged. You've been exposed to stimulus after stimulus. Talking to everyone, including yourself. Rushing to meet that deadline or to accomplish that task. Moving from one meeting to the next. So this 5 or 10 minutes that you're taking is really to ask yourself if what you did today is bringing you closer to your why or is it moving you away from your why? Reset. This is when you do a self-audit and devise an action plan for what you will do the next day. And this doesn't have to be some grand practice that requires fanfare and one bag of excitement. This could literally be you replaying the day's events in your mind and without casting judgment, just observe your day as you replay it in your mind. Observe it. Make note of it. Make note of what you did and what you said. And could you have done or said something different? And if you did, would the result have been the same? Or would they have been different? And then make note of what you're going to do differently the next day. And if you write all of this down, the impact is greater. And this increases your chances of making the changes you want to see. The fifth and final idea. Commit to visiting somewhere you haven't been before. Is there a museum nearby? You know, on route to home? Is there one you've never visited? 
or you haven't visited in a while and you haven't visited it because you just take it for granted i mean it's it's right there you can go whenever how about a gallery an art gallery or a theater or a local garden i can just hear you now traffic is terrible i just want to go home and i get it but think about the benefits you will gain if you open yourself up to new experiences and you decide to go somewhere new. And this doesn't have to happen every day because it may not be feasible. It may not even happen in the week. You might just be able to do this on the weekend and that's okay. But I encourage you to make the time to go somewhere you haven't gone in a while or you've never visited. Because when you do this, you broaden your horizons. You improve your social and your communication skills. You're creating memories and awesome stories to tell. And you develop your tolerance for the unknown and the uncertain. You learn how to push past your fear and discomfort. Every time I have to go somewhere new in the city, and for those of you who are new to the podcast, the city I'm referring to is Toronto. So every time I have to go somewhere new, my heart dips, just a tiny bit, just a tiny, tiny bit for a split second. It dips because I'm uncertain. And for someone who loves control, uncertainty is not a place I like to inhabit. But I know that growth is on the outside of my comfort zone. And if I wish to nudge myself back into the comfort zone, then there are a few things that I'm going to need to do like get the directions from Google Maps, plot my route, leave earlier to accommodate for transit issues, and maybe mishaps like getting lost. So that's what I'll do if I have to go somewhere new. And the feeling of triumph and satisfaction that I feel when I arrive at this new place, incident-free, or maybe with a little incident, you know, like getting a little bit lost, is so great it pushes me to seek out new places to go and that is the kind of benefit you'll receive when you open yourself up to new experiences so my beautiful souls your time is your own to spend how you choose i can only encourage you to spend it in such a way that you reap benefits on top of benefits for time to come. Spend your time focusing on personal development. This is an investment that does not depreciate, is not taxed, cannot be taken from you, is not susceptible to market highs and lows or inflation. You should be your greatest investment. You can achieve personal growth and reap tangible or intangible benefits from activities like reading, finding or brushing up on a new hobby, joining a club or a group, resting, reconnecting, resetting, and finally, by visiting somewhere new and opening up yourself to new experiences. The benefits you can gain are limitless. You will see your confidence increase. Your self-belief will improve. You will increase your knowledge, 
Develop your interpersonal skills, time management skills, and of course, my favorite, you become more emotionally intelligent. So thank you so much for listening. It was my absolute pleasure sharing with you again this week. This week's episode was indeed a labor of love. Please share this episode with your circle and leave me a good review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcast, please. <laughs> and until next time, remember, there are two sides to a coin. Just flip it to get the full view. Catch you next week.